Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Three pillars and a tower. Jacob, he left home, he was going, he got to a place called Luz, and he slept there and had a dream, and in his dream, God um, spoke to him, and then he woke up, he said, God was here, I did not know. That was not an experience, it was a dream. If you have a dream that you are eating, and when you wake up, you are very full. It's a dangerous dream. <laughs> what were you eating and you are full, naturally? You can't eat in a dream and be full. You can't get pregnant in a dream. Can you? You can't get pregnant in a dream. So what I'm trying to tell you that the dream he had was not an experience. Dreams are not experiences. The, the, the first pillar I built was the, no, that wasn't an experience. So it's actually, we can't classify it as a pillar, really. He built a pillar, but it was a pillar reflecting the actual experience he had later when God told him to go to battle. So when he got to battle, you know that God came to him and he says that you are now Israel, you are not Jacob. Because that was when he went to battle in Genesis 35, he built the altar. There, God appeared to him. That one is a practical experience. The dream was not an experience. And he woke up from the dream and vowed that God, if you do this for me, it was still a pillar of. Um, God's protection, a pillar of God taking care of him. So, now what's the first pillar? The first pillar is actually a pillar of God protection anyway. But the first pillar he built out of experience is, was in Genesis 31. Genesis chapter 31. Verse, let's start from verse 50. Now, how Laban was coming to Jacob to come and attack him and then God appeared to him. He said, May God appear to your enemies and change their heart condition in your favor. So God appeared to him. He said, Don't touch Jacob because he's my vessel. Don't touch him. And so when they met, they went through, through all the pleasantries and they came to a conclusion. Read the verse 45. Before you go to read the verse 25. So, so Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mountains, and Laban with his brethren pitched in the mountains of Gilead. Where? Gilead. Say Gilead. Gilead. Say Gilead. Gilead. The mountains of Gilead. That's where this whole transaction took place. Verse 35. And she said to her father, Let it not displease my Lord that I cannot rise before let's go to, you. Let's go to 45. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. Then Jacob said to his brethren, gather stones. And they took stones and made a heap. And they ate there on the heap. Laban called it Jegar Sahadutha. But Jacob called it Galid. 
And Laban said, this heap is a witness between you and me this day. Therefore, its name was called Galit, also Mizpah, because he said, may the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent from one another. If you inflict my daughters or if you take other wives besides my daughters, although no man is with us, see, God is witness between you and me. Then Laban said to Jacob, here is the heap and here is the pillar, which I have placed between you and me. This heap is a witness, and this pillar is a witness that hmm. I will not pass. The pillar is what? A witness. He said the pillar is a witness. First Kings 7:21. If I don't find it, I'll just leave it there then. Because I want to show you something briefly. Yeah, it should be 720. Oh, is it then he set up pit by the vestibule of the that, temple. That's the one I was looking for. When Solomon was building the temple, he set up what? Pillars by what? The vestibule. Read it. Okay. Then he set up pillars by the vestibule of the temple. He set up the pillar on the right and called its name Jachin. And he set up the pillar on the left and called its name Boaz. Now this is the pillars in the temple. When Solomon was building the temple, he had to set up two pillars. Not one, two. Two is a sign of witness. It's a, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. He said, if two of you, if two of you shall agree, touching anything on earth and pray about it, it shall be done by my Father. Two is a sign of witness. And so in the tabernacle, in the temple, the pillars in the temple, in front of the Solomon said, there are two. So pillars are a sign of witness. Now, back to um, Genesis chapter 31, verse 51. Then Laban said to Jacob, Here is the heap and here is the pillar, which I have placed between you and me. This heap is a witness, and this pillar is a witness, mm -hmm. that I will not pass beyond this heap to you, and you will not pass beyond this heap and this pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, and the God of their father judge between us. And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain. So... So you see, the pillar, the first pillar was a witness between Jacob and Laban. Laban was coming to attack him, and then God spoke to him, and he said, okay, you can go, don't do anything harm to my... In fact, when you read the story, and he said, the children are mine, because they are his grandchildren, because the wives, they are my daughters. They don't take, don't take another wife. <laughs> They are my daughters. That guy is a very serious mafia. They are my daughters. And you, you, you have, yes, you have lived with me. Every, he said, the flock, they are my flock. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's why he thought Jacob shouldn't leave. The children are my children. He said, but now you can go. And this pillar, in verse 45, he set the sword as a pillar, and Laban said it to be a witness between us. So the pillar was a pillar of God's protection. In his journey, the, that first pillar, actually by experience, was a pillar of divine protection. Then he, went, he goes to Bethel, and then that's chapter 35, and he built the second pillar there. When he went to Bethel, that was the house of God. The first one was the pillar of God's protection, of, of God's care, or of God's defense, and the second one was the pillar of God's house.
The witness of God's house. Now, it's good for God to protect you. It's good for God to do things for you. It's good for God to supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. It is good for, uh, for all the other, these things to be added to you as you seek the kingdom. It is good. But that is not the ultimate. The more you work with God, the more you find out that sometimes things can be a bit tougher. So God provided for him, but that wasn't the ultimate. He was so well provided for, he was comfortable. And God told him in Genesis 35 that, that get up and go to Bethel. So God asked him to go to Bethel and build an altar there. And when he went to Bethel, he built an altar there. Genesis chapter 35 from verse 10. And God said to him, your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. Also God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac I give to you, and to your descendants after you I give this land. Then God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. So Jacob set up a pillar in the Jacob place. Jacob did what? Set up a pillar. Where? In the place where God talked with him. Did you see that? So this talking with him is an experience. It wasn't a dream. Where Jacob spoke to him, it was an experience. So Laban spoke to him, it was an experience. It wasn't a dream. So that was a real experience. So the first pillar was the experience of God's protection. And then the second pillar was the experience of the house of God because God spoke to him. God told him, go and build me. God is interested in you building his house. He has a purpose. The reason why he gave you the job is not because so people will see that you are blessed. The reason why he gave you a job because of his house. Some people, as soon as they get married, you will see them again. The love for God goes down. And some will use the care of pregnancy. You know, pregnancy becomes the reason why they can pursue God. So as soon as they get pregnant, you see that, yes, they are pregnant. <laughs> because are, some pregnancies are different. How many of you have missed church service a few times, and then you realize that now getting in the flow, sometimes you are used to not being in the flow? So when you are not well and you are not going to church or going for meetings, even when you are well, you still you are not still well fully. <laughs> so sometimes people become used to the abs being absent from Hebron, from fellowship, that they become so used to it now when they can even move themselves out of comfort, from comfort, move themselves out of the comfort zone, out of relaxation to go now is too much. So they choose to stay out of Hebron and stay somewhere else. <laughs> go to Bethel and there, build me a pillar. The first pillar was the pillar of, the pillar of God's protection or God's care. The second pillar was the pillar of God's house. And then let's see the third pillar. All right. Verse, where were you? Chapter 35, Genesis chapter 35, verse, we read, so from verse 15. 
And Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke with him Bethel. Mm -hmm. Then they journeyed from Bethel, and where there was but a, when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she was and she had hard labor. Now it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said to her, "Do not fear; you will have this son also." And so it was, as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni. But his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar on her grave. Jacob did what? Let's all say that together. And Jacob set a pillar on Rachel's grave. Let's say that together. One more time. And Rachel was someone he loved, and Rachel was the was a result of his natural choice. Natural choice. His natural. He chose Rachel based on his natural taste, his natural bent, his natural inclination. And Benjamin is a type of Christ. So Benjamin was being born. Rachel died. So someone was dying, someone was being born. So you have to either save your wife and lose your son or save your son and lose your wife. The son was representing Christ, the wife was representing his natural choice. But God takes you to a place, brings you to a place where it's no more your natural choice. Your natural choice must die and you have to build a tomb. To, the, the pillar was built on, built on the grave of his natural choice. It was like a tombstone. Of the, this is me. I said, you don't know me. <laughs> Rachel must die. Your natural choice must go so that Christ can have a full expression in your life. You must come to a place where your natural choice dies and then Christ rises. Christ is born. Christ is birthed. Some of us, our natural choices of man, woman, for marriage, wife, husband, you don't know. God is waiting to, for that natural choice to die. Hey, no, no, I didn't say God wants to kill your wife. Oh. Yes, right. Go and learn how to handle her. Don't tell me God should kill her. <laughs> It is, I was not led. I just chose her because I wasn't spiritual enough. Then don't worry. Now that you are spiritual, you have what it takes to make. I'm talking about you are being led by your natural self to go in a certain direction. How can you say that I, I had this child through uh, fornication? It was my natural choice. So what? So what are you going to do? Once you say the child should die? What, what you going to do? Some things are irreversible. Marriage, having a child, and these are things that you don't toil and reverse by heart. Magado Shagayas. Then what happened? He built, you like what I'm about to teach you? Go ahead. 
Then Israel journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Edom. And it happened when Israel dwelt in it's that okay. land. It's okay. Israel, that's the first time the Bible called him Israel after he built a, a pillar and the house of God. Now, his name was changed in 28. It was said you will be Israel, no more Jacob. But the Bible never referred to him as Israel until after he had had the actual Bethel experience. Then the Bible started calling. The Bible said, then Israel journeyed and did what? And pitched his tent be, be, beyond the Tower of Edom. Beyond where? The Tower of Eda. The Tower of what? Eda. The Tower of Eda. Do you know what Eda means? Okay, find it out quickly. Eda is like a tower of flocks. Uh -huh. What does it say? What does it mean? In Hebrew, the meaning of the name Eda is flock. See, flock. Tower of flock. Where the flock will flourish. So he 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 was good. Some of you, for your information, because of time, Jacob, that was not his destination. He was on his way to Genesis chapter 35, verse 27. Listen to this. Then Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre, or Kerjat Arba, that is Hebron. Where? Where was Isaac based? Hebron. What did you say about Hebron? Where Abraham and Isaac had dwelt. Abraham and Isaac, that's where, that's the family location. You know what Hebron means? You know what Hebron means? Abraham settled in Hebron. Isaac, as for Isaac, he virtually didn't move out of Hebron. He tried to go, but he didn't go. He stayed there. Isaac stayed. So Jacob traveled and went and went. Now he was on his way back to Hebron. But when he got to the Tower of Eda, he set out. You are going to Hebron. Why do you settle in Eda? Hebron means fellowship. Eda means Tower of Flock. Three pillars and a tower. The tower where he settled was a big mistake. What does uh, Ida mean? Uh, Ida signify the place where things are working for you. Things are comfortable. You are, no, you are too tired to continue. You are too tired to continue the journey. It's okay. This place is good. My flock can have a good place to grow. But is there anything wrong with Ida? Let me show you what's wrong with Ida and what happens to is people who settle in Ida. Number one, what's wrong with Ida? Because Ida is not your destination. Hebron, fellowship is your destination. Why are you sacrificing fellowship for comfort? Why are you sacrificing fellowship for the comfort, the temptation of comfort? Don't succumb to that temptation. The pressure is high. But that's not where God has meant for you to settle. And you know what happened to him, sir? You know what happened to him in Ida? I heard Bishop Doug said something which was a blessing. He said, many people have turned church to a casino. Las Vegas. You, you see, you give to God because of a covenant 
You don't give to God because you want to receive back immediately. So you give 300 or 30 pounds, you are expecting that by next week it should be 300. You see that casino, casino lifestyle. Casino, casino, gamblers in the temple, gamblers, gamblers. And we have preachers who are specialists in that. We, not because their hearts are bad, but sometimes you, be, you are so bent on comfort and settlement, you can miss the purpose of God. Yeah. Why do you stop pursuing God? Because you are tired, you can't afford to rest, though, because that is not the location. Sister, are you listening to me? You can't afford to, oh, yeah, I'm tired. I can't be, I, you can't be bothered. You have better start getting bothered because of the tsunami that is coming. You are in um, Taiwan having fun, but there's a tsunami coming. And said, I can't be bothered. I've traveled a lot. This time, I won't leave now. Let's see what happened to him at the tower. After building three pillars, see what the tower brought to him. And it happened when Israel dwelt. It happened. Hey, are you ready for this? Yes. <laughs> when Israel dwelt in that land, <coughs> that Reuben went and lay with Bila, his father's concubine. Oh, Reuben. Reuben. That, see, that tower of comfort is a place of immorality. It was a place of a trap. That's where sexual immorality came into the family. It broke into the family. Some of us, your most vulnerable moments is the moments when you are very comfortable and resting. In your spiritual pursuit, your most vulnerable moments. You lose God, you are no more alert. It's okay, I'm relaxing, chill out. Hey, you get, you keep getting troubled by temptation and I can't stop this thing. I think you need proper trouble. You know when you have trouble, eh? You lose taste for food, though. Yeah, maybe. Things are too comfortable. Things are too comfortable. Hey, when trouble hits, brother, when trouble hits, you will never have a chance to even fornicate. Because the trouble, the police is after you. They are, they are about to put you in prison or something. Or they are about to cons- uh, seize your house. Or your, something. You don't even have appetite to eat. Some things can't be, can be bothered. You can't, I'm telling you. The doctors have told you that the thing they have seen in your kidney, it looks like it's a rattlesnake because the church relaxed. We we were in the tower of Ida. Dangerous. And what happens in the tower of Ida is strange temptations, especially sexual temptation. Look at look at Reuben. Reuben went and slept with this. The same thing happened in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, 2, 3, and I think I will end there. Some of us are still in, we are, cons- you are, you are beginning to settle down. Maybe you need some problems. It will jack you up a little bit. Oh, it's true. No, I'm not saying God should bring you a problem. I'm saying maybe, because when things are rosy, 
you easily forget what's important. You settle so quickly whilst you are on your way to Hebron. Now you are settling in the Tower of Ada because your, your flock can eat well. They can flourish. You are not thinking about prosperity. Thinking about, oh, <laughs> uh, Sunday morning, you are polishing your car. Sunday morning. So the only time I have free to be able to paint this house God has given me is the time to worship. So let me convert my worship into painting. Hmm. Whilst you are painting, whilst you are painting, you climb up the painting and then you saw something through the window. Temptation was lacking. La, 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 la. Read it. Second Samuel 11. From verse 1. It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle. When kings go out to battle, when church members are coming to catch the glory, you are home. When you were so, David was a king, that's the time kings go for battle. Tower of Eda, the place of temptation. And then you, you see the day, the Sunday you didn't go to church, that's when a lot of things started coming. You, went, you decide to watch television and you saw your ex-boyfriend being interviewed on BBC. <laughs> and then afterwards you sent him a text. Is, was that you? He said, yes, girl, it was me. Where are you? So I'm coming. I'm coming. Where can we meet? Ah, Tower of Ida. Tower of Ida. <laughs> it came to pass at the springtime, when kings went for war, that day King David, you were supposed to be on the battlefield, battleground. What are you doing at home? Because now he's prosperous. He's a king. He can choose. Because people will tell him that, no, stay, because you are worth more than us. So you don't go and fight. We'll fight. If we die, we die. But you don't have to come. Stay. So David relaxed and was can you imagine? He, if he was someone, he would even go into a place of prayer. But he was relaxing and walking on his balcony. He was walking on his balcony. He was walking on. What is that? So, you know what he saw? Somebody bathing. A woman was bathing. What was he supposed to be doing? Whoa. <laughs> he moved forward. They called, Ajuab. Who is that? Go and look for her, bring her. Hmm. Where's the king? They went and brought her. He said, who are you? Come on, come and sit down, have some tea. <laughs> what, where was he supposed to be? Battlefield. Have some, you see, what, how the devil gets you? Have some tea. Come on, come on, get that, come on. Sit here, sit here, sit here, sit here, sit here. Hey, sit here. Come on. You okay? <laughs> Tower of Ida. At the 
time kings went for war, he was sitting at home and then he began seeing, he started moving on what he was seeing. In the day of comfort, you become very vulnerable. Go to Hebron. What are you doing in Ida? What are you doing, sister? I know you are tired, but you can't settle in Ida. You can't settle. You can't settle. You've come this far by faith. You cannot settle. I'm tired, but I can't stop running. Who for the joy that was set before him and tore the cross? Long story short, he slept with a woman. And the woman came back and said, Hey, Uriah's wife, let's organize his execution. So he killed the man. Because he wanted the thing, he called Uriah, don't go and fight. You two come, come, come and be with by your wife. Uriah said, no, I can't, I can't go home. Because my friends are at war. Why should I go and relax with my wife? I can't go and relax. Say, you called me. I'll sit at the gate. Tomorrow morning, I'll go back to war. If you finish war. He said, no, no, go to your wife. He said, no, no, I can't go. Come and drink some. No, no, no. I'm, I'm supposed to be fighting. And then he said, you're going to go. He wrote a letter. Give the army commander, please put him where the army is fearless so he can die. Because what has happened, I have to cover myself. You see, one thing led to another. And then, to cut a long story short, Nathan, after he did that, he took the, the woman married her. Nathan, when God sent the prophet Nathan, go to and tell David, there was a man who had a lot of sheep, and his neighbor had only one sheep. And this rich man with a lot of sheep, he had a visitor. When his visitors came, he wanted to make food for them. He went to his neighbor and caught the one sheep and slaughtered it to serve his visitors. David said, such a man must die immediately. <laughs> such a man. Nathan said, you are that man. <laughs> Interesting story. It's in the Bible. And I like David. David said, God. That's when he wrote Psalm 51. Lord, I've seen the case. How could I have done? He didn't intend to. But you see, when you start relaxing, you will do what you would vow never to do. Never to do. Tower of Eden is too expensive for your future. But in, I want to end this thing quickly just to draw your attention. Sexual immorality entered his family, Jacob, because of where he is. Because of that, his firstborn lost a birthright. Sexual morality was waiting to attack his family. And guess what? David, that singular thing he did, most of us haven't realized. God forgave him. In um, 2 Samuel chapter 11, God forgave him. God forgave him. God forgave him. Verse 14. God said, your sins... I've forgiven your sins. Because David was genuine. He was genuine. He, was, he didn't mean to do that. So God forgave. Is it verse 14? Read the verse 14. See. He, he killed someone, took the wife, and God forgave him. And the woman was pregnant. God said, this child will not live. The child will die. What happened? So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, God said, Nathan said, God has also put away your sin. However, 
He said, you slept with someone's wife privately, your own. They will sleep with your own publicly. <laughs> Serious. Since that time, David's dynasty and David's kinship and God's program in David's life was heavily interfered with. Heavily. It was through that Solomon couldn't even be the actual heir of Jesus Christ through Mary. Solomon, because Solomon is Bathsheba's son. That's why the kingdom got divided. David, he said in your time, I'm forgiving you, but your family would never remain the same again. Absalom, his son raped his uh, other daughter. So your son raping your daughter. In his family, it was that, that, that opened the door. One relaxation, one. Opened the door. Son raped his daughter. Absalom said, you raped my sister, my half-sister, my sister, you my half-brother. He organized and killed him. And Absalom now organized to overthrow David. And all this, and then David ran from the house, ran from the palace, was away. He wrote a lot of psalms. God, deliver me from my enemies, his own son. And then when he was away, Absalom lined his women on the rooftop. One after the other, firing them. Why, why did that happen? David, he should have been at the battlefield. God forgave you, but there are some things that can mar and destroy everything that you have lived for. Same one relaxation is not every movie you will watch. It's not every place you can eat from. It's not every party at this stage of your life and your work with God. It's not every party you can attend. Because for most of some, some of those things, it's the tower of Ida. You will never come back the same. God will forgive you. You still come and continue to say, show your power, oh Lord. But a lot has been stripped out of your life. One relaxation. And a tower. That tower of temptation, that tower of comfort, that tower of convenience is where Satan is lurking. He's lurking. He's waiting when you are comfortable. He's waiting. Are you serious? I get what I'm saying. Some of us are called to be big men of God, great women of God, but one relaxation. When church members are all together in one place praying, what are you doing in the restaurant? Eating. Call your uh, Starbucks. It's prayer meeting. So when people come to church and they leave church and go and sit, I don't know what is wrong with them. You are all, it's different. If church, church has started, what are you doing? Tower of Ida. Tower of Ida. Yeah, listen. When. <laughs> When people are sick, I've seen it. I'm a pastor for a long, I've been a pastor for a little while now. When people are sick and they have a court case or they have a critical situation, pastor, yes, please. Yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. Pastor, please. Pastor, please. As soon as the court case is over, as soon as the healing comes, as soon as the cancer is gone, because now they have comfort. What is it? If one church I'm coming, why are they putting pressure on me like that? Why? 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 <laughs> why? When you were not married, you would never say that. 
you were determined. So pastor said, lift up your hands. Your hands go higher than everybody. The pastor says, oh, may God bless you. You are the first to... You're already on the floor. Pastor, bless me. Pastor, bless me. Pastor, bless Because you have a court case, because you have a problem, because you have a situation, you are quick to kneel down. You are quick to lie down. You even kneel down. You are lying and rolling on the floor. Yes, man of God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, yes, Lord. Now, now you have got a job. Now you have got a job. We so can we give God thanks? And then you sit down and cross your leg. Hey. Tower of Ida. Satan is waiting. Oh, yes, it's gradually coming from your roof. It's making holes. You sit down and be watching TV. It's punching holes in your roof. It's about to create a big hole and then dive on you. Haven't you seen every time terrorism watch? Security, severe. We don't hear anything. It's when we are all relaxed. Don't relax, oh. Don't relax. Don't relax. I know ladies who would have been married by now had they not settled in the Tower of Ada. Oh. Yeah, they would have been married by now. When they got their own, hey! Nobody, they don't care. <laughs> so our instructions didn't matter anymore. Our instructions, the instructions that could help them didn't matter because they knew this man is for, for me for life. The man said, hey, what do you want? I'll take out my tongue and give it to you. I can share my liver with you if you want. So they knew I've arrived. I know some of us may be tired, but you are meant to be in Hebron, not the Tower of Eda. Do not settle. I'm a voice of one crying in the wilderness. God is talking to you. Tomorrow, it may become a major prayer topic. God, <laughs> I didn't know. That's why I'm telling you ahead of time. Where you are trying to settle is Satan's territory. He's actually watching you. He's waiting for you to settle, then he can visit you. You have kept a very good record up to now. Please keep running and maintain that good record. Keep running. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.